Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the New Media Show. My name is Todd Cochran. Sorry for the uh, late start. I was uh, having technical difficulties, so uh, and so much so I don't even have a cup of coffee in here with me, so that's going to make it rough. Good morning, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Todd. It's great. These things happen with uh, podcasts, especially live. Things don't always go as smooth as you would hope with technology. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it didn't help. I got distracted when I came in the studio this morning. Some stuff is blowing up all over the place, and I'm not company-wise, but my wife is uh, leaving for Japan this morning, and then, uh, you know, help me load the car, and, you know, here's this and here's that, and I'm like, uh, you're, you're messing the flow, baby. <laughs> so uh, anyway, but uh, we're here. Good morning. Yes, we are. Good, uh, good morning. Good morning to everybody uh, that's listening and watching. Yeah. So great to be here again. Yeah. So busy week in the space. I mean, uh, uh, more investment. Uh, it's just you know, there's lots of lots of cash coming in, and it's it's a it's a it's a fun time to watch everything that's going on. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, but I also noticed a, a couple of articles popping up uh, talking about uh, metrics and measurement too. Again, yeah, uh, those are. I don't know if you saw those articles that came out, but uh, we should definitely talk about those, and we should maybe talk a little bit about uh, the opportunity of Google and and those kind of things. So sure. we shall. Yeah, it'd be awesome. So what uh, what do you have? And I guess first of all, if you are affected by this storm getting ready to schwack florida you know hope you're out of harm's way and up high on high ground by this point it looks like it's weakened a little bit which is good news but uh anyway uh, what uh, what particular measurement article did you see uh the one in digiday oh i don't know if um, i don't know if i saw that but yeah me... it's well go to pod to pod yeah. com and you can see it it's it, the title of title is uh, it's a stepping stone. What uh, increased measurement opportunities mean for podcasting? Oh. So that article. Okay. Yes. So what what About, was your what was your thought process on that? Well, it's just a continuation of the of the you know perception, I guess, that uh, certain writers have that podcasting measurement has been such a big problem, you know, with right. so many people and it's a battle, you know, some of the things, you know, we have a battle always with buying podcasts because you can't measure them. <laughs> you know, it, that's, that's one comment. Uh, there's another one here. Measurement probably benefits some advertisers, but some, it doesn't, you know, and I, I know you had a, you know, Facebook post that you made that was a little frustrating where there was a show that was saying, we don't need no stinking measurements. Right, right. Take it or leave it, you know. Yeah. 400 bucks to sponsor my show. Heck yeah. with you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was kind of this uh, attitude of, uh, you know, we don't need no stinking measurements. You know, you, you don't know the you don't value. You be accountable you, you for anything. The, you do yeah. not know the value of my show. Yeah, it was kind of like That's that. That's right. I have an engaged audience. You shouldn't care about yeah. the, the number of people I have. Yeah. And, and, and that was, I haven't gotten one of those in a long time. That was more indicative of five years ago. You know, so yeah. It's, yeah. It, I was kind of surprised, you know. Actually, I was kind of like, wow, I, this, this is a good one. I haven't seen this one in a while. But, you know, more, more importantly is the conversation I'm having with, you know, because we 
we're ramping up. We've got a whole bunch of deals and work. And the number of podcasters that just haven't done the basic ABCs or steps one, two, three to be ready for an advertiser. And I keep, you know, I said this during my presentation at, uh, at podcast movement. I said, be prepared. The money's coming, you know, and, and it is, it's moving into the second tier of shows. And if you're not ready to go, you're going to get left. And, um, you know, that's just, and I think a lot of podcasters have not been thinking about advertising because there's been not a lot of advertising for those second tier shows for a while. But in, in this article, Russell Lindsay, which we both know, which is over at Ad Results, they're the ones that do Audible and, um, no, no, Ad Results. They're, they're out of Houston. They do, um, a lot of direct response. And, uh, he says there's a lot more. This is about the, uh, the event that happened in New York, which didn't get as much press. I don't think the podcast up front got that much press. Did you? No, I think I, I, I guess I saw maybe one article that came out about it in, in a picture or two or a yeah. post on Facebook or something, but yeah, it was pretty under, undercovered. That's for sure. So he said, uh, I mean, he was at the upfront and, I, and I've been in their offices in Houston before and, they're one of the more, uh, from from my opinion, they're a little one of the more difficult uh, companies to work with. Um, there's a lot. He says there's a lot more advertisers here than there were last year. It verifies that we're seeing almost all our clients are direct response. Some of the places brand advertisers are going to invest in podcasting are not the same place that direct response advertisers will be going, which I thought was an interesting comment. Sure, it's going to make the space a little more crowded, but I think it's going to be a very narrow set of podcasts. And it's because they are very narrow. They select yeah. a very narrow, they're very picky on the shows that they pick. Mm-hmm. So, you know. And a lot of those shows are getting completely sold out. So, right. you know, what are your options with any new advertisers that want to come into the space? Yeah. Uh, is the bigger question, right? Where do you go? I mean, if all the big shows are sold out, um, you can all, all you ad agencies can be fighting over the same shows. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's, there is another tier that maybe you, maybe instead of buying across, three or four shows you're buying across seven or eight shows or 10 shows or something. Well, you, you know, know, expand your horizons a little bit. It takes a little more work to manage that. Right. Well, it, um, it, it, yeah. it depends. It depends on who you're working with, but you know, I went, I went in there several, That's like, true. several times and said, listen, you know, guys, let's buy wide yeah. and have a lot of spots instead of buying so narrow and having a few spots, you know, and, and, and they, you know, to, to this day, you know, we, we, we're working on one deal, one podcast, one podcast, one advertiser, you know. And for me, th- that's, you know, you got to spend a lot of money for me to do one podcast, one deal, you know, because it's, it's, it's the same amount of work if I'm going to do 50, 60, 100 shows, at least on my side. But, um, you know, they want to be very focused and they don't want to go very wide and so it in in you know that's the way they do business that's their business it's good but someone's going to figure it out one of these media buyers is going to come in here and they're going to you know they're finally going to go back and look what his, history shows and they're going to listen to what we did 
eight, nine, ten years ago. And matter of fact, Rob, I was I, I have some of it here. Let me let me find this. Let me find this sheet of paper. I want to I want to share this with the audience. Uh. Yeah, I I agree with you, Todd. I you know it's once you get beyond these top level shows that you know it's uh, there's not a lot of opportunity for new advertisers coming in. So where are they going to go? They're going to have to start looking at um, the second level shows. Um, here is there is yeah. Here's the first advertising campaign I did with Citrix Online. I have the old IO. And I, I was shredding. I was shredding stuff, and I, I found this. The first I.O. that I did was Citrix Online on July 26, mm -hmm. 2005. 2005 yeah. uh, was for $15,600. It was a three-month buy. It was a 90-day run. And there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, like 22 shows. This was the first buy they did. They bought 22 podcasts on the first buy. And at that time, there was no big shows. Now, 15 grand, that's a minimum buy for me right now for, three, for a three-month run. That's my minimum mm -hmm. I, I will do a deal with. And, they, and here you've got a media firm that was buying $15,000 worth of advertising across 25 shows. The first time they did a deal in podcasting. Here's here's a GoDaddy one, um, and this is in they beat uh, they beat Citrix by four days, July twenty second, two thousand five. Um, this campaign is for much much more money. There's about oh these are specifically tech podcast sites. Twenty sites. $28,000 for 20, 20 different podcasts, 20, 20 different podcasts, $28,000 over. And this one, this one was 30 days. This was 30 days. This was, this wasn't even this. And this was the first deal I did after I did my first deal with them. And matter of fact, I learned that my first advertising month with GoDaddy was not July. It was June. So time even caused me to forget stuff, but you know, it, in, in these campaigns were renewed for, with increasing spends for five years. We re renewed every quarter for five years and then they determined that they wanted to be, or Citrix determined that they wanted to be, well, they had changed media buyers a couple of times. And then there's some history behind this, but they, they ran for five, five years. Now, well, here's this one. What's this one? This is November of 05. This is GoDaddy. And this deal, how many, how many shows? 82 shows. Yeah, 30 day run. 82 shows, $118,000. So for one month, um, and yet we're having today to explain to media buyers that they should buy wide and they don't 
want to because it's too much work or they're worried about performance mm-hmm. or they don't want to buy small shows. I, I'm just, you know, it, it's, it, I've got history behind me here. Yeah, it feels rather arbitrary unless there's, you know, data or statistics that says that the smaller shows don't generate results. I, you know, that would be the only only thing I could think of. Is there any kind of mapping on that, Todd? Well, I, mean, I, I, I have. The been. assumption is is that it's always unduplicated audience. Typically, I mean, if you're, or maybe if you're buying the same genre, there might be some duplicated audience, but I, it's probably rare. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, so, in the tech side, it was definitely, it was crossover for sure. Yeah. Um, but that also may give you more frequency too. Yeah. So, you know, and that would convert potentially more because it, it does take more impressions now or more frequency um, to get people's attention these days because people are, you know, pulled from all yeah. sorts of information that's yeah. coming into people's lives. So the whole, the old marketing model is that it, that it required at least, I think, five to six impressions. Yep. This was back in the back in the radio days and the TV days, back when I was doing more marketing stuff myself. You know, buying buying TV and radio and stuff like that in the early days. Um, that was always the the marketing kind of uh, mantra is that you had to have at least five to six to seven kind of ad impressions well, with that, a particular it, customer uh, to it, get get kind of a conversion right if that's but now the, i think it's more like 12 to 15 well, impressions. well then 12 to 15 and that means that most podcasts if they're advertising on they'll never get 12 to 15 because they're only running 30 or 60 days worth of advertising well, so you can't do it just for 30 30 days well i know that I mean, but a lot of these think, folks want to come yeah. in and do a 30-day campaign as a trial yeah. buy and you always tell them that's a bad idea you know so yeah. You know, irregardless, the money's coming. It's coming back down into the smaller shows. Podcast, you need to be ready. You need to be ready to rock and roll. You want advertising? You want to respond to advertising deals? You need to be be ready to go. Um, stats, you know, uh, all the stuff that you're going to need answers from. And, you know, Rob, my story, I'm going to have to revise my story. I, I, I'm wrong. I was wrong in my... Uh, because I had thought that when GoDaddy did the first deal with me, they did uh, 300 bucks for the first month. It, it wasn't. And, you know, and I don't know why. I don't know this. I don't know what, you know, I and again, you know, it's been since 2005. So your brain, you know, that tells you how your story ground truth shifts, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. I found my pay stub, my first pay stub from GoDaddy. And I don't know if you can see that or not. yeah. Invoice sent on June. So it was a bigger buy than you uh, thought. Yeah, it was bigger than I thought. Because I originally thought it was like 300 bucks. So, and we went up from there. So, and that was for one month. So it's, um, you know, there was money to be made in the early days. (laughs) Actually, my... Yeah, I'm a, my my first big advertiser on my radio show um, um, was a a company called Web.com. I don't know if you you remember those guys. No, uh, I don't. They they're now running TV ads, and so yeah, it's it's basically a hosting you know and website building platform. But but I I did a deal with them. This was probably back in the same time frame as what when you were doing 
GoDaddy. Right. Um, and that deal was for about $10,000. And it was just for like 90 days or so. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of a, kind of a, um, you know, it was hard. It was a little bit of a hard sell because they were wanting to, you know, get instant results and they, they, they didn't want to value kind of the, um, the, the branding part of it. Right. Yeah. And, and I don't know, I mean, you talk about this to some degree, but, but the branding part of it is where, uh, a lot of the advertisers are getting value for this, but they're not really paying for it. Yep. Um, and that is, um, people hear the ad on a certain frequency and they may not transact, especially in direct response within that advertising window, right? They, they may transact, come back in and, and use the service after you're outside of the, the window of tracking, um, because of that frequency. Um, but the podcaster doesn't get credit for that. Um, right. so right. there's, and especially if the ad is living in the content baked into the content is there for years. Uh, there's a lot of conversion that, that, that happens off of podcasts that advertisers are buying into that comes in, um, subsequently after years and they, 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 there's no mechanism for podcasters to get credit for those conversions. Right. Um, and that's a little bit of where the podcaster kind of gets a little bit short change and the advertiser kind of gets away with something here. Mm -hmm. uh, so there may be, as we look to the future, and the, one of the reasons that I'm raising this topic is because there, there may be a way for us to, to do some digital connections here with conversion. I, I don't know. I just would like um, there to be a solution here to be able to give shows credit for conversions more and i don't know if there's a way to do that or not but but that certainly especially for host read baked in um, advertisements which i know there's definitely a certain segment of the podcasting space that wants to continue living in that area and then there's another section of it that wants to live in the dynamic ad insertion uh, where you can trade this stuff out right those advertisers don't get that long tail benefit that they oftentimes want right um and i I'm not quite sure which way things are going to go, but I, it's probably going to be a hybrid model. Some people are going to want to play in the dynamic insertion and stuff, and other people are going to want to continue down this path of, of giving value to advertisers that they're not paying for. So, you know, but I think on DR, you know, you're, you're largely getting credit if if they tell you how much how many conversions. You know, most media buyers won't tell you how many conversions they had. They'll tell you whether you're happy or unhappy with the buy. They very yep. rarely will yeah, tell you what the actual total was. And this was yeah. part of the transparency I was able to do with both Citrix and, and go and GoDaddy in the early days. They, they were upfront. They told me what we were delivering. They taught me how they were beating national numbers on their, you know, basically beating all of their mediums, you know? So we had this historical, we had this picture to tell, we had this story to tell and mm -hmm. we, and we told it well. And, um, so I, I, I did not I just, uh, you know, I, I continue to be torn about these companies that keep saying that measurement is bad for the DR folks. They don't care. They, they measure on yeah, the performance. Correct. You know, but they do, do like, like to see what the numbers are. Right, it gives them right, right, a, right. A, 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 a gauge for them to decide whether or not they're going to take a chance on your show, even on DR, you know, <clears throat> but this so. Janine Van Turini media buyer we've we have like you said we have a battle always with buying podcasts because you can't measure them that is wrong that is absolutely wrong 
You know, you who just, are you working with? Yeah, yeah. Problem. Who who are you working with? Exactly. You know. In yeah. um, Sandra Rocco says, Director of Strategic Initiatives, bomb fell. Never heard of her. In general, Apple's going to give us give you as little as they can on the publisher side and the advertisers. That said, I think it could help accelerate things. Podcasting still does have measuring problems. Stop, 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 stop. You know, it, it just cracks me up. It really, really does. Hey, by the way, if anyone wants to see what a, a book contract looks like, this is my book contract with Wiley Publishing. And it is nine pages long, full of legalese. <laughs> and uh, um, I got an advance. I, and uh, I, I, not very many people that write books today get, a, get an advance. So that was back in the day when you still could get an advance for writing a book. So are you going to write a book on podcast advertising? See, they, they, they asked me. They had, I, they had first write a refusal on the second book, and they came back, and they wanted me at the time, it was about five years later, to write the second version of podcasting and do-it-yourself guide. And I basically said, um, <laughs> the advance has got to be much bigger. And, you know, I had some history. I sold 45,000 copies. Um, you know, I actually got residual checks. Most authors never get a residual check. They never work their advance off. And uh, basically, I told them that, uh, you know, the reason and what they wanted me to do is reveal all my secrets at the time. Well, you know, we've been doing this show and I've revealed all my secrets on this show. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, um, you know, as far as how the advertising stuff has, you know, worked and we, how we've worked with buyers and so forth, because that's what they want me to dig into. And, but at the time that was, n there wasn't a, there was a small cadre of people that had that kind of info. And, um, and I wasn't willing to, you know, put that on the street in written form at that point. So they didn't, they opted not uh, not to go with my offer because I, I put a number, <laughs> a little bit of a ridiculous number on the advance that they would have to pay. But um, I think everyone should write a book at least once. There you go. It's a lot of work writing a book. Just got to write an outline and writing it's easy. The outline's the hard part. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Got to get organized. Yeah. 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 Once, once you have the outline done, it's right. And it's just, it's fast. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. Rob, we just keep, you know, this, this topic keeps coming up and this, uh, and this measurement stuff. So you get a bunch of media buyers in a room together and it's just astounding, you know, on what they yeah. have to say. So. Well, and it just feels like we've been talking about this topic oh, for for years. Forever, you know, it's, forever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing that's sometimes frustrating about uh, what's happening in this medium is that a lot of the things keep coming up over and over and over again, and they're just you know misperceptions or bias or um, you know bias. I don't know if it's just new people coming into the space or they're driving a particular agenda or something like that. It's hard to say sometimes, but um, some of these topics keep coming up over and over again. And it's kind of like a whack-a-mole. I know Rob, Rob Walsh gets a little frustrated with some of this stuff too. Is, and he tends to get, you know, same with us. We get a little frustrated and um, whack harder on them each time they come up again. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I think people would 
well, if they were listening to the show for the first time, and what you say, why are these two old guys complaining about this? Well, you know, we've been living this, and we continue to see this, yeah, let's call it what it is, spade a spade, the stupidity of some comments being made by the press and by media buyers, and it just shows me that that what's going on is a, is a failure on our part to make sure these media buyers are continue to be educated. But, you know, it's it's all depending on who they're talking to and who they've had exposure to and who they did their first ad deal with and what they got, you know, what they got told, yeah. what kind of bill of goods they got sold, you well, know. But I suppose this is going to this is going to continue to happen as new media buyers or new advertisers come into the space. They're going to come into it and have a, maybe a bad experience their first time because they, they didn't set up a deal right. Um and they walk away with a bad impression and they give a quote to a newspaper or whatever. And that just fuels the, the fire of the misperception. Yeah. You know, so, and you know, and, and, and the thing that we'll never get away from, and this is the biggest, the biggest challenge I have is getting the media buyers not to cherry pick. You know, they'll go out and pick the best shows and they'll leave, you know, this, this other great content, uh, on the floor you know, because they assume that it's because it's not as polished that uh, it's it's not going to perform as well, and it's 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 remarkably the opposite. And they, they just don't mm-hmm. understand that this space is is raw, it is unscripted, it is um, rough, it is not polished like uh, like NPC. The NPR has set the bar so high you know, with their nice polished content that the media buyers have these expectations because they they just don't know any better. Oh, this, that, that show mm-hmm. sounds horrible. Uh, wow, uh, it doesn't have that breathy, you know, NPR sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there, therein lies the, the issue. In, in my show, the last thing I want to sound like is NPR. You know, that's, yeah, yeah makes my skin crawl to hear there's, you know, some people love their sound. I, I, am not a fan of their yeah pacing and everything. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely an audio brand. That's for oh, sure. For sure. It's, for it, sure. It's yeah. Yeah. Did you hear about the Spotify has got a new, um, new guy in charge of podcast? Now? Yeah. Yeah. I, I they, out with one and in with new so courtney holt courtney holt any based out of los angeles any info on is that a she or he it's a he any any info on him yeah he's the former executive vice president of media and strategy at disney Disney. and the at in the the former head of maker studios which disney bought in 2014 Okay, that's good. That's good pedigree. Hmm. Yeah, he's coming out of working with uh, YouTube. It sounds like a lot. So what is so definitely he's going to be video focused. So yeah, what does that I, mean? For I mean, the- but it also sounds like that his his video ambitions are narrowing. So I think they were originally thinking maybe that they might get into some original stuff to some degree, but I think what it's going to narrow down is probably into music video kind of, kind of stuff, right. I guess. Huh. Um, so he's coming out of Hollywood maker studio, but you know, this guy could, 
could get involved in um, some original content too. So we'll see. Right. He's actually reporting to Chief Content Officer Stefan Blom, B L O M. They're both out of Los Angeles. So, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I, 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 I keep getting the impression that Spotify has, has all of a sudden sparked up with a new renewed interest. And I'm not sure, uh, in, in podcasts specifically, and I'm not sure if that's coming because of this guy or if it's coming from a, above this guy. Um, the timing of this increased, uh, interest seems to have spiked when the, the other guy left. So it must be coming above this guy, this new guy. So, so we'll see. Well, uh, they hit the crickets on my side. <laughs> I, I did a call with them here in the last week. So. I know you said you did, but yeah. you know, they're still, it's not, but they're not good. Nothing has happened yet. If that, right. If that tells you anything. Right. And, you know. And and they're not opening the floodgates for podcasters, which I would be I would be honest with you, I'd be shocked if they ever do. Well, Todd, you know, and this is another kind of um, annual topic that we talk about is that uh, there still is <laughs> zero evidence that combining music with uh, podcast works um, in any kind of music service. Um, so. We've been waiting for a few years, and there, there's been some that have, you know, done it, and and uh, we have yet to see one really succeed. So, I don't, I just don't know if the model works. You know, I, it's, I guess all the evidence would tell me that combining podcasting with music, um, in a in an integrated service, just doesn't doesn't work. Um, so. I don't know what you think about I mean, what you're, I mean, I've got a lot of experience of working in music teams with podcasting and, <laughs> um, and, and it actually, and here's, here's yeah. my, here's, here's my bottom line until they open the doors and allow the average independent podcaster who has the reg, a regular show to be on their platform. They're, they're not even, you know, well, they're not really in the game, right? They're not, they're not in, the, in game. the game. Yeah. They're not in the game. So how can you have a, how can you even have an experiment and be able to tell if it's going to work if you're not inclusive? If you're exclusive and you're very narrowly exclusive, you know, and one out of 100 shows is getting approved to be on their platform, um, you know, it's the same thing with uh, iHeart. You know, very, very, uh, very, very exclusive. Um, same situation over there. So, I mean, my fear with with this new fellow um, at, at Spotify, and if you look, if you really look at the information about him, um, it appears that he's he's the lead in the development of it, of Spotify's global studios strategy. So, if you think about that, that that communicates to me that what we're talking about here with Spotify is Spotify is going to get into to original podcast content. Um, so they're going to start making their own stuff. That's what it seems like to me. If I read between the lines here, 
on what I'm reading about this guy. You know, I I, um, I congratulate all those companies that want to do that. Go ahead and write your big fat checks to spend millions of dollars to develop content. Uh, I'm going to stay right here and work with the independent content creators who are creating content. Right, which is 90, 90% of the podcast. Or 99%, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, amount. but, you know, it's it, this, this, I understand they're wanting to cull their library, um, but uh, that doesn't win them hearts and minds. You know, people would be talking about Spotify as much as they talk about Apple if their shows were on there. That's where they, where they don't get it. You know, that's where these big directories don't get it. And uh, and plus, there's no one. Yeah. You know, if the few shows over there are probably getting some traffic because that's just it. The few, the handful of shows that are over there. You know, I, I'm just kind of tired of giving them any credit at all, to be honest with you. Until they do something yeah. that actually supports the podcasting community, then then maybe we can talk about them a little more. But, you know, they're they're experimenting yeah. and at our expense and it really it is at our expense it's at our it's at, at the heart of podcasting's expense they're playing with this and is that fair I, I i don't know they're gonna play and figure it out well th- they are kind of tapping into the buzz that's being generated by the broader podcasting space um and cherry picking you know right right and and well they're and not thinking the- that that's 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 the strategy that's going to cause success and yeah they're not uh, the only there's ones there's no sure. evidence that that's yeah, yeah. That's a, the, 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 there's no evidence that that's going to cause success yeah i agree yeah so we'll see we'll see what happens and you know i, I just uh you know 5 million dollars coming into what gimlet got 5 million from a media buyer so or from a media company oh, really i hadn't heard about that one yeah really? they got 5 let me see if I million can. more than the the fifteen that they got. So now they're up to twenty million. Uh, let's see if I can find the article. Uh, go over to Pod to Pod Gimlet. Uh, let's see here. Go back. Uh, let me look. Let me Google it. Yeah, it happened. I'm pretty sure it happened last week. WPPP, and that's the. So it it is the. Um, yeah, another conference this time from the people who buy ads for a living. WPP, the biggest ad holding company in the world, has put five million in Gimlet Media. This is is an extension of the fifteen million dollar round Gimlet raised last month, which oh. raised which valued the company twenty fifty five million pre. It brings the company's total funding to twenty seven million dollars. Think about that for a minute. Twenty they have gotten twenty seven million dollars. Mm. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> That's all I can say. This the deal is as is as small as it gets for WPP, which generated nineteen point four billion in revenue last year. But getting a nod of informa- uh, affirmation from an ad heavyweight is oh, yeah. a big deal for Gimlet. So here's so the, these folks then. So what does that mean? You now have the company that's providing the inventory, 
bought a stake in Gimlet, so now they're going to just, it opens the floodgates to getting, see, WPPP, they just feed advertising in there now, and they get a return on their investment. Yeah. Whoa, what a deal. Sign me up for that. You got money coming in from the front door and the back yeah, door. They, yeah, they give you $5 million. Here's $5 million. Oh, by the way, uh, we're going to send our, yeah, our team over and tell you which advertising we're going to run in your shows. You know? Yeah, exactly. <gasps> you know, like, yeah. And, oh, and we're going to pay you to do that, too. Speaking of buying your way into um, s- spots and big shows, right? Right. I mean, it, I mean, you think about it; it's so competitive uh, with buying into the big shows now. Yeah. So maybe the, this guarantees this, them. This but, is a little bit of a sign. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's ga- place in those shows. Maybe it yeah. guarantees placement. You know, and I, I'm loading their website yeah. because I'm be honest with you, I'm not it's familiar a, with them at all. Uh, it's a slotting fee, Todd. It's, yeah. It's like five million. Like my old uh, uh, grocery uh, sales days when I worked with Safeway and Costco, where yeah. they, they they would have slotting fees that you would pay <laughs> per <Right>. skew. <laughs> Is so, that a million dollars per per show to get the uh, slotted in there with your advertiser? I don't know, yeah. and I, I don't even know who their clients are. But they're if they did five billion dollars, and then maybe they're a holding company for other companies. Oh, our companies. Here we go. Here's the list. Oh, they have, whoa, whoa, whoa. They have 420. Are these companies they work with or they own? They're actually, they're a NASDAQ company too. They they apparently have 412 companies. Plus they, their stock price as of uh, the end of day yesterday was $92 a share. So they do Premier Sports Network, 4112 Gray, Action Line, Addison Group, Active Display Group. So it looks to me like they're a holding company for all of these. Uh, holy smokes, what a connection. What a deal. Good job, Gimlet. Amazing. So ma- imagine you're, you're like the, the, the head cheese over there at WPP, and you say, okay, all you subsidiaries. You better look at Gimlet and start feeding them inventory. And you've got 412 companies that are going to come knocking. Yeah, watch well, out. They hope. They, they hope. hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So are they in, in, interesting? Yeah. Oh, I see. BetaWorks is part of part of the investment group in Gimlet too. They're a they're a they're a big software company. Really. Uh-huh. When did they yeah. invest? Or did they invest? I guess they were part of the big big group that um that put that 15 million in. Hmm. I, I hadn't seen that prior. But Betaworks uh is you know builds mobile apps and does all sorts of stuff has it's a holding company of startups right. essentially. So there's definitely, but, you know, and and I got a, some emails this week too. So people inquiring, you know, uh, wanting to have discussions. So there are, there's movement, you know, there's movement in the space. You know, people are, you know, the, when people start moving this kind of money around, everyone, you know, all boats rise. We all get a, you know, the tension is well, Todd, attention is spread. 
it kind of seems like this is all propping up um, after Apple Apple um, decided to change their metrics, right? <laughs> and to, to upgrade the. If this is what it took the, to get money to come in the yeah. space, power on. Yeah, I'm I'm all good. <laughs> <laughs> if this but little, there's gonna be. Yeah, I mean, this, there's going to be consolidation. I mean, yeah. If this is the there's token, a lot of buzz right now. A lot this, of companies are talking to each other right if now. This is the token it took to make it happen. Great, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, anyone that talks to me, you have to understand that uh, we we take care of the indies. <laughs> we have big clients too, yeah. but in the indies are where our bread is buttered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they also have a quote in here that uh, the Gimlet podcasts are downloaded 12 million times per month in over 190 countries. Well, the 190 countries is not surprising, but um, you know that's kind of the, that's, that's a funny number. 12, 12 yeah, you, you know why that's a funny number? Why Tech Podcast was doing 12 million a month uh, in night two six two seven. You know that I'm just like. Okay, is, is, am I supposed to get excited about 12 million downloads? Yeah, well, that's across what, like eight shows, right? Okay, well, this ours was like, you know, 100 shows, so. Yeah. You know, but, you know. I, you know, who's actually doing their their uh, their hosting, Todd? Do you, do you know who Gimlet's working with? Uh, I, I think I do, but I'm not going to say. Oh. I, I think they, yeah. Okay, they might be doing their own. Okay. If they're doing you 12. You think so? Eh, I don't know. I'll have to go look. I'll have to do some. I think I knew at one time, but I'm maybe I'm yeah. not 100% sure. I don't do it. I don't do their hosting. Yeah. So, but, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's good. Good for them. But when, you know, it's 12 million, you, 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 when, I, I get excited when I say 120 million. You know, you know that's what yeah. that's what the that's what the advertisers don't know. I've got to okay. Let me let me just blow. Let me blow. If you're a media buyer, let me blow your mind. <laughs> there, there is a hundred and thirty-five million downloads every month that are unsold. They have no advertising in them. 135 million podcast episodes and downloads do not have a single... I'm surprised it's not more than that. Single, I'm surprised it's not more than that, that's, that's ours. Yeah. 135 million across 60,000 shows. Yeah. Think about that for a minute. It's sad. Yeah, but you gotta buy. I mean, but you gotta buy wide. Well, you gotta buy wide. Buy, buy narrow and hit those numbers. You gotta yeah. buy a show that's that's doing uh, eight shows a month, and there they've got a thousand listeners. You know, per episode. Yeah. That's who you gotta buy. Yeah. You know, and you have to do. You can't do promo codes for each show. You do a promo code for fifty shows. You know. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it, it's it, there's there's lots of volume. You, they just got to be willing to, you know, to come down and and talk with the common folk. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Rob, so I, I, you guys have unsold inventory. So, you know, it's it that that's just money that's being flushed that is a lost revenue opportunities. Yeah. You know, I I was just uh, looking at an article that was talking about audio boom. It's out of the Yeah. telegraph.co.uk uh, website. It's talking about audio boom. Yeah. Saying that their their revenues are up 329% on um, um, on-demand audio business. Okay, so yeah. 329 on $10 is a lot, but it was at 329% <laughs> on a million dollars. You know, wh- what was their... I, I, yeah, exactly. It, it doesn't specifically say, but it does talk about how many advertising impressions that they delivered in the last quarter. Oh, then tell me um, that. We can we can do the numbers. Six, 602 million huh? ad, ad impressions. Well, I mean, if you think about ad impressions, could be multiple ads in a in one episode, right? I mean, you could have two six hundred and two million. It's okay. So let's uh, okay, six hundred and two million. Says, yeah. Who yeah. Are they, who are they working with? Uh, well, okay. So that's two hundred. That's two hundred. With other, I mean. I, Many different companies in the podcasting space. That's, so that's two hundred. <laughs> so that's okay. All right, let's let's just all right. I'm I'm going to humor you here. All right, that's two hundred million per month. Okay, that's two hundred million a month. We're going to divide that by one thousand, and we're going to multiply that by what? What? Which CPM should I use? Uh, fifteen. Let's use 20, because if they're not getting 20, people are 20. going other words. other words. Let's use 20. Okay. So right. they're, they're doing 4 million a month? Gross? My guess is it's probably not 20. That's why I said 15. It's probably in the 10 to 15 range, probably. Okay, so... That's my guess. Plus, they're also saying that their monthly unique users has grown by more than 10% from the second quarter, rising from 81 million unique users, that's unique downloads, right? right to almost 90 million. So, they're, so when you start putting this on the scale, right, against Gimlet, you know, this, this follows into what you were saying to some degree. This is just one network. Now, granted, this is probably across, I don't know how many shows. It doesn't really say how many shows we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's, that's the question. So, you know, and if you multiply that out, that's, that means they're doing 36 million gross a year. Rob, I, okay, I don't believe it for a second. I don't either. I don't, I don't, I don't believe sure. it for a second. It said nearly 90 million people listen to Audio Boom in August. Okay, listen is one thing. Advertised against is a totally different situation. Well, you take that number and you divide it against the, what? Well, okay, the 602 million is for three months. So that's, but they're saying 200 million, that's 200 million a month. There you had, there, no, no, there's no, there's no, huh? 90 million a month. So it'd be 
you know, 80 to 90 million a month is what they're saying here. For um, listeners, but they're saying they're doing, they did 600, 600 million impressions. So that would, so if you think of it across three months, that would be about 300. So that would be two ads per episode. Okay. I can, I can buy across that. Across over three, over three months. It's still, if they're doing 36 million a year, I'm, uh, okay. That would be, that would be good, right? It'd be good, but I'm. I just don't think they're getting that, that kind of CPM. So. If, if they were getting, everyone would be going to them. Everyone would be going to them if they're moving that kind of money. They were the title sponsor of podcast movement, Todd. Uh, do you see their Maybe booth? They are. Did you see their booth? No, I didn't see their booth. <laughs> they're, yeah. They're not a, they're not a 36 million dollar company with the booth they had. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, maybe maybe they're maybe they don't have a budget for trade shows, but for being the title sponsor, I I think I'd have made a better showing, but who knows. And they've been a title yeah. sponsor two years in a row. I'm not, you know, not doubting that they're making money, but thirty-six million a year just based on fifteen dollars CPM. Well, if they are, good for them. But uh, I mean, he's saying that. I mean, uh, so Rob Proctor, he's the CEO of the company, uh, is quoted in saying this: "This medium provides a prime target for advertisers and marketers who are who have now realized that this engaged, motivated." Attractive audience is an ideal demographic for clients' advertising spend. Major marketing bucket bu- budgets are therefore increasingly being allocated to the podcasting medium. It's all true. It's true. Yeah. Well, one of our good friends said that he thinks the space is already over two hundred and twenty million dollars a year. But what? Mm, I don't know. Well, that's, you know, that was, but, you know, here's the next question about this. But is that global or just U.S.? That's the question. Well, here, here lies the, the real question then about these types of numbers being, you know, we're, we're obviously doing, around. We're, we're backing it in, you know, because of based on what they say in their press release and using industry standard CPMs, um, yeah. you know, based on what we know. Uh, and I know what I have and you know what you have and we know how much inventory we're moving and that number is a big number for one company but maybe maybe you know is are they are they moving more than uh, podcast one are they are they doing more than Gimlet are they doing more than Panoply it's kind of implying that I would say wouldn't you? <laughs> Wouldn't you see it that way? Yeah, but yet I don't know. I don't know a single. You know, I, I, be honest with you, I don't know a single show that's. It must be massive shows that are working with them because I don't know of any shows that are. I mean, even over there. twenty-seven million. I mean, twenty-seven million dollars in VC going into Gimlet for them get, garnering twelve million downloads a month is, um, I'd say, but it's underperforming versus the investment that they had. So that's just my observation, but I mean, 
Uh, you look at uh, a how stuff works. I mean, it's an interesting one too. There's a whole big article on on them too. They they did recently got a big chunk of an investment as well. So let's you know, let's look at who they're million dollars. Let's look at who they're working with. Blue Apron, Stamps.com, ABC, The Great Courses, Mac Weldon, Audible, T-Mobile, Cole, Sam Adams, Boston Logger, Advanced Auto Parts, Geico, and Progressive. That's yeah. who they who they show on their website. I know what kind of money Audible's spending. They're not spending millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Stamps.com is not spending millions of dollars. Well, they, they, okay. Yeah, maybe they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> uh, so... It, the press release that came out uh, from HowStuffWorks is uh, showing that uh, HowStuffWorks has amassed, uh, was it looks like uh, 375 million downloads. I would not be surprised at that number at all. No, I'm not. I, I'm not. It doesn't say what. Uh, okay, let's see. Achievements this past year, so that would be uh, 375 million downloads just in this in 2017 you know that's many, what it looks you know like. how many shows they have right <laughs> i know they have yeah, a lot they're huge they have a lot yeah, over 600 yeah yeah and and 125 percent uh increase in revenue growth <clears throat> so those guys are doing doing well they do terrific content yeah um let's say 37 million downloads just in july alone Mm-hmm. 6,000 podcasts overall in their podcast library. Whoa. I don't think they have that many. Do they have that many? Yeah, they're not. I don't think that many are active. 6,000 podcasts? Well. Or are they talking 6,000 episodes? Um, <laughs> Probably 6,000 podcasts. That's a big number. Uh, and it said a 50% year over year growth in number of brand advertisers. Yeah, I can't. I I have a pretty good idea how many active shows there. Are. I I can't say because I I know what they use with PowerPress. So, sure. Um, but yeah, it's all. Hmm. I just didn't didn't realize they had six thousand podcasts. That's crazy. Yeah, it is a lot. It says in a lifetime they've had uh, a billion downloads. A billion. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, for a long time, they were doing a lot of video podcasts. Um, you know, back back when I was managing a, a catalog at uh, for Zoom, that right. a lot of their listens came out of video. I think and they've then, got. Then the Discovery folks bought them, and it's a madhouse over there. They've got like eight, like eight studios that they're running like full out, like eighteen hours a day. You know, they are. They are they're busy, you know. They they're they're booked full, you know. And they got full time editors and everything, you know. So, oh yeah, um, not not at all surprised there. Yeah, they are a machine. Yeah. So it's good, content you know? machine. Content machine. They are they are they are probably one of the better ones in content creation, the content side and scale. For sure. Yep. I agree. They've been 
garnering big audiences for a long time in this medium yeah, too. they got a good brand you know and they like i said it's it's crossover it's video and audio and everything so yep and you know and they and it, the the key too is is the you know everybody comes in and I, I don't know if they have any external studio recordings but everyone comes in all their talent comes in and has to be in the studio and you know some of their stuff that it, it's not necessarily done post so mm-hmm. but anyway it's good um and if they're doing those kinds of numbers i can see why people brought in 15 million dollar investment yeah oh yeah I mean, if there was a company that would get investment like that, I could definitely see it with those guys. Yeah. So it's exciting, um, exciting time, folks. It's it's good, you know. And, and, and I saw someone the other day made a comment on Facebook. They're worried about the independent podcasters being left behind. Don't worry. There's always been this uh, this split. There's always been the the you know the the folks that are radio and the folks that are Gimlet Media. And those, those, there's always been even the early days you know the early days it was the it was the pod show folks against the rest you know they they're there you know there's been a split from the beginning it's just a level of that level of splits a little different but don't worry this is never never a better time than to find your voice and have an audience it's it's not to be uh this, I, I, this is good this is cool get on the train and ride yeah, I mean it's it, it's always been a fairly level playing field, you know. I mean, granted, there is big shows and things are moving in that direction pretty aggressively. That's that's certainly a change to some degree. I mean, it's definitely to having this level of investment come into the podcasting space is is something we haven't seen in a while uh, for a long time. Yeah, I know. Back when back when I kind of first got started working in this back in. Um, 2005 and six, I, I was with a startup company up in Seattle that got um, over 20 million in VC investment. And we were working on podcasting. This was back in 2006 um, timeframe. So it's, it's happened in the past. Um, but back when this medium was, was new and fresh. Um, but it's, it, it's, there was a long dry spell of, of investment in this medium. I'm, I'm, hoping, back. I'm hoping the money that's coming in too is coming in, um, well, how do I want to say it? Not like early VC money. It's coming in as a, as a strategic investment where there's not going to be as much pressure for the, for the company Man, to. There's still pressure. Well, you know, you hope that there's not as much pressure to force these groups are making stupid decisions you know you you hope that the money's coming in and they've got you know they've got a small enough stake where they can't completely derail the bus uh, or the train so you know it's there's yeah but uh, let's just hope yeah because oftentimes vc money comes with lots of strings and lots of performance requirements and you know yeah. they you have to reach this by this or this and you know it's it's these folks are they bring in serious cash they have serious requirements i mean what's what what's really changed from what i've seen is that this this strategic investment is coming in uh to content that's the part that's coming yeah. in which is which is always the it, it appears to be always the the riskier play right i mean for a very long period of time 
in this medium that there was not any investment going into content. Um, and I guess maybe we've reached a, a point, most of the investment in the past has gone into infrastructure and technology and software. I'm not seeing a lot of investment in that right now. Nope. Um, where the investment is happening is on the content side now, which is always a fleeting thing. I mean, you know, it's, it's like back in back with Hollywood and the studios and stuff, and they, you know, people invest in the movies and TV shows and things like that. It's always a high risk thing. And there's a lot of turnover of content, uh, a lot of failure usually falls out from from investing in content. So it's always a high risk investment, and that's that's why you know this is somewhat surprising to me. But but if you look at it closely, the investment is going into uh, media companies that have a track record right. of success. And that's the only, those are the only companies that are getting money now are ones that have built big audiences, have a track record of creating quality content that people engage with, um, that, um, will continue. There's a pattern of growth, right? But if so. you're, but if you're a company that is generating significant revenue, do you, you know, I, I, and there's two ways to look at this. You know, are are they looking for a um, a cash out, or are they looking to? Well, if you're taking money, if you're taking investment money, the obviously the ultimate is getting bought out by someone. So, um, but if you're, I don't know, it, there's there's two ways. There needs to be a a liquidity event at some point for well, any of these companies, right. um, and, then, and that would be. You know, some merger with some other bigger company, you know, the big fish eating the small fish. That's kind of, you know, a lot of these investments come in with that in mind that there's going to be some bigger player that's going to want to buy Gimlet or or uh, buy the How Stuff Works folks, which which I'm not sure who owns How Stuff Works now. Is it still owned by – it's not owned by Discovery. I thought they but, spun no, it they're, out. They're spinning it. They, I think they are spinning it. But you know, you know, here's the thing, Rob. If someone came to me with five million and said, "Here, Todd, here's here's a five, I, I would go on a buying spree. You know, it would be like gulp, 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 gulp. You know, <laughs> that's what I do. You know, come come to me with twenty five, and we're gonna do a lot of buying. We're gonna, we're, you know, we're gonna go make some deals. So, Todd's a big fish. I'm not a big fish. No, no, I'm just saying you're, you're, you have aspirations for wanting to be a big fish that eats the little fish. I, I'll, I'm a little fish that likes to eat big fish too. So, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you're, you're uh, trying to expand your your mouth to absorb something bigger than it than it typically would, right? Yeah, so, yeah. But you know, okay. I got you. Just, I got you. Uh, you know, all, all joking aside, but. Uh, <laughs> You know what? What business owner doesn't want to grow, right? Come on, that's what you're in business for, right? Yeah. You know. Well, sometimes the only way to grow these days is to buy your way into growth. So. Yeah, that's that's true. But you know, I think the risk that you know, I I think there's, I think podcasters though, as a whole, don't have to worry. I think there's going to be someone always here to service and take care of them and make sure that you know their their needs are being handled. Um, I think yeah. a lot of, I think, you know, we talk about this in, you know, in this show and we have a lot of podcasters that are just 
building their shows. You know, they're trying to get their shows off the ground and get to a thousand listeners or 2000 or 10. And, you know, 10 is usually the kind of the, for many of these companies like audio boom and stuff that you you can't even talk to them until you have 10,000 listeners. So, uh, you know, that therein lies the, the challenge. You guys got to continue to, you know, build the community. Matter of fact, I'm, oh, that's interesting. Speaking of audio boom, there's a post on it on Facebook. Someone says, said something. Oh, man. Oh, oh. <laughs> What happened? Uh, you you don't want this kind of press. What? You know when someone is um. Oh, you just do not want um. You know the podcasters. You don't bite the hand that feeds you. Um, I'm just you know companies when they get a little bigger. They um, they kind of forget where they come from, and and if you forget where you come from and, and bite the hands that feeds you, the, the the backlash to that can be pretty pretty bad. So um, I'm just seeing a uh, an article on a hand that has gotten bit in the backlash. So I'll I won't link it up, but I'll send you the link later. And, um, okay. <sighs> yeah. So Todd, if, if, uh, if, if Google got into the space, um, more than what they already are, um, how would you think that they should do that? What do you know, Rob? <clears throat> I, 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 I can't really say. I'm just curious. Okay. So do you have any additional information from last week? Have you talked to anyone? Are you baiting me here? <laughs> I'm I, I'm just I'm just uh, stoking the fire of conversation. Oh, okay, okay. So we all don't know if Rob has had a talk with anyone at Google this week that's precluding this question because when this kind of question is asked, it's dangerous. Um, I, you know, <laughs> uh, what, I'm, what I'm open th- to talk. No, about I, to, I think if to, they to some degree, I think it. You know, I think as I said last week, they're going to, if they want to be successful in this space, they have to have a dedicated app that is mandatory for the OEMs to carry. Number one, number two, they're going to have to have a destination. They're going to have to have a place where they can showcase content and build the same type of ridiculous excitement that New and Noteworthy does. You know, they got to do something to get podcasters to actually talk about them and talk about. Yeah their service and if they don't do that it's a it's a non-starter yeah it's simple it's a simple so, formula you can in google you can pay me the one million dollar consulting fee that that's all you have to do <laughs> only a million dollars huh you know uh, come on. okay <clears throat> it's it's only 20 percent of the five million that 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 other company gave to gimlet right yeah, yeah. i mean it's, it's but jump change. Would, so rob what do you think um, I, it's a complicated question. Um, those guys, um, you know, it, it does get back to this concept of be careful what you wish for. But, um, I think that there's a huge opportunity there. I know, I, I mean, you talk, you know, you, I, I have this opinion. 
Uh, Rob Walsh has his opinion. I, I have a, a huge opinion about what those guys should do. Um, what did, what did Rob uh, they say? They need to get into the space. Yeah. You know, yeah. oh, well, Rob just is really simple. They just need a first party app, right? Oh. I think it's um, more than that. Well, it, it, well, let's be honest with you. It, it has to be more than that to catch um, up because all Google won't won't do it. I mean, why? You know, the question gets back to is why should Google do anything, right? Mm-hmm. What would get them off of the dime to do something in a big way, right? Not in a you know like a half baked way, uh, like they've kind of already done. And I would say that they probably already <clears throat> realize that what they've done uh, is a failure. So, so the big guy knows the truth, right? The Google knows the ground truth about what's happened with podcasting with with them. Um, you know, the question is, what do they do about it going forward? Uh huh. Well. So, how would you? How do we get a big company and let me say, how do we get an advertising based company to engage in podcasting, to drive value to the podcasting space without sucking the life out of the podcasting space? (sighs) Apps. Sure. First party app. Yeah. Makes sense. Right. Um, do we think that Google the only way Google's going to get off the dime is if they can get a piece of the action. Well, they're going to get a piece of the action. The question is, is podcasters going to play? You know, are they going to be willing to take pennies on the dollar like folks at YouTube do? But you know, if, if they get some action here, um, they might, be able to do some innovation here that um, a competitor of theirs um, maybe has been a little slow to do. Well, maybe, but there's a lot of smart people over there. Well, that, especially around the advertising business. You look at their revenue; they're they're not stupid, you know. No, no. I mean, I mean, us as an industry, we need to open our eyes here and realize that this is the number one mobile platform in the world. So they. There's huge opportunity. They're currently six to one ratio with Apple right now in podcast consumption. What's the what's the upside here? There's huge upside. Right. We're always complaining about what's the scale of audience here. The scale what's of the, number, the scale of audience. Number one way to get scale of audience in this medium is Android. True. We've we've known that forever. We can double overnight. Yep. So. I'll just say that, that you know we've mentioned on the show before that there's a there's a team that showed up at Podcast Movement from Google talking to players. They talked to you. They talked to Rob Walsh. They talked to me. Um, I'll say they're based in Seattle. <laughs> um, that whole team. Yeah. So so there's there's some interest there. So we need to give them feedback on what what is best for the, the the podcast medium for them to engage. Well, are they going to be willing to talk? That's the question beyond what they have already. I would I would say yes. 
Well, they're they're all ears. And if you're listening, let's talk. Let me come to Seattle. Let me spend. They may be. They may be watching this. Oh well, good. So, you know, in, in yeah. you know, if if they're watching, and I'm serious, mm-hmm. it, it's 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 not a complicated formula, guys. We, we need a dedicated app. We need a dedicated. We need it. It and it it has to go. It has to be mandatory in the OEM delivery. In other words, if just like Gmail is delivered as an app, it has to be an app that's delivered with the OEMs across all Android builds. They can't be refused by the the OEMs. That has it has to be that. That has to be in there. If if you well, it's going to have to be an app. It's going to have to be an app that exists in the um, the Play Store. Uh, well, it, they, the, but the they would probably only be able to put it as a pre-install in in some future no, version in, in a future Android. version of Android for sure. We understand yes. they're yep. not going to be able to bake this back in because they're going to you know. But in a future yep. version of yep. Android, it would have to be in there for sure. Yep. And then I think you have to have a destination. You know, you have to have a destination point to get podcasters to be able to talk about. Hey, my show's uh, new and noteworthy on. On on PodTube, you know, and uh, or whatever, you know, whatever we're gonna call, you know, it's that's stupid, but whatever you're yeah, gonna call it. Yeah, I know, I know, no, no, it's no, it's good though. I like that. Um, um, and you, with your guys' kind of money, podcast.com, I'm sure if you you know wrote a check, you could buy that domain. You know, if anybody can buy it, you guys can buy it. Think yeah. about them owning that domain. Woo, smoking. <laughs> and I'll take a ten percent consulting fee on that one too um you know so it's you know you're going to have to have a a site and then as far as the advertising goes if you make your terms of service such that i can have my ads in my show as they are now natively and run my advertising and get paid for what i want based in my mp3 file and you not take a piece of that, and then if you decide to do a pre-roll on my show and give me some rev share, uh, let's go. You know. Um, okay. What about yeah. you? Would you would you do would that? Sound cool to you, Rob? Would you do that as a content creator? Yeah, I think that there's an opportunity for them. I I think anyway, my my own personal thought for them to to maybe get involved in the advertising business that this is, this is what they do best. This is what they know how to do. They, they have a lot of very smart people, um, in the advertising business over there. Um, and I think they could, they could bring some innovation to podcast advertising. I think it's, you know, if there's anybody that can do it, it would be them. Um, I think, they would probably want to have, you know, if they want to play in the dynamic ad insertion game to some degree, you know, through some sort of online marketplace, um, they would probably want to have a version of people's shows that uh, they could insert advertising in. Maybe the show creator creates the locations and then they have a separate feed that goes into them. Um, the, the baked in host read ads would just pass through. Rob, and I, Rob. Rob, we gotta yeah. get we gotta get yeah. to step one first. I know. Okay. You know the the going and being partners and doing ad insertion that all sounds good, but uh, let's 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 get uh, the six to one ratio down to one to one. Agreed. 
you know, when we get the ratio to one to one, then let's get the let's let's start talking about show the money. You know, let, yeah. let's talk about that. And if you guys need yeah. to make if they need to make money in the meantime, then, you know, I understand we're going to have to do, you know, there's going to have to be some pre-rolls. But yeah, you, I would you, say that, yeah, at the beginning, they just need to open it up and get get a, a great experience going, get people using it, um, get all the content in there. And then over a period of time, you start rolling in kind of advertising opportunities. How many um, how many iPods yeah. and iPhones did podcasters directly influence the sale of in the early days? It had to be a huge Oh, it definitely helped uh, helped Apple a lot. I think in the early days. Yeah. So it's too late for that. You know, it's too late for well, podcasters it, to help them sell Android devices. So, and Google is not really a hardware company. They do have the Pixel yeah. um, phones it, and things it, like it's, that. It's, so yeah, it's it's but it's a it's a very small part of their right. their their game. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't help their OEMs who are in that game at this point. So, yeah, yeah. The the the, the play from a financial standpoint to make the stock player stock, you know, the stock market or the uh, stockholders, I should say, keep them happy, keep the revenue rolling in. They're not going to do anything. It's not going to be tied to revenue. Let's be. If if anyone thinks that they're going to yeah, come I in mean, here and do something for non-revenue, we're yeah. we're kidding ourselves. Yeah, I mean it's it it has to work like that. Else, I mean, I went through this at Microsoft. I mean, if there's no revenue model um, in the plans from the beginning, you're going to have a problem. Yeah, they'll. It's the same thing that happened with Google Play Music podcasts. There was no plan for revenue, and what happened is it just faded away. People left the team. It's in dis- disarray. Nobody's working on it. You know that kind of stuff will 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 happen. So the only way that the C level folks will keep committed to it is if there's some sort of an ROI that's coming in. Um, and I think now is a great time for for um, you know a player like this to come into the space and you know look at what's happening around investment VC interest uh, around monetization of uh, great content. So. You know, this is a great time. Right. So I, I hope that they, they're, they're able to do it, but they all need to hear feedback from us about what, what we would like to see them do, I think. Um, and, and he, just know that they're, they're listening. Right and, and, if, and if you are listening to the show and, and if you can come on the show, we'd love to spend 90 minutes with you. And, uh, and have a conversation about this because uh, um, I think we've got uh, you know we could have a good good dialogue, but I don't know if the uh, powers that be will allow that to happen or not. No, probably not <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but that day is could come. Yep. No. So anyway. That's there's more more to come on that. I I am confident. Well, we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed. I yep. did. Um, so we've killed that dead horse, you know. <laughs> yeah. Or beat a dead horse, however you want to say it. Yeah, I mean it's it's. I mean, in my book, it's the number one 
um, issue in the space right now. You know, and, 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 you know, I hope at some point, someday I will be vindicated a little bit. You know, I, I, we've tried to do all this stuff to help the Android space around, you know, we've, we've tried to drive engagement and working with the current apps and, you know, one click subscribe and, um, you know, the main goal on that was always just to, you know, build the base of, of, uh, Android listeners, you know, and those that took advantage of that, uh, unfortunately, Rob and Rob, you guys' companies never implemented it, <laughs> yeah. even though we gave it to the community. Yeah. Rob yeah, and Rob. True. Yes, Rob and Rob. <laughs> we are the culprits. Uh, and what I'm talking about, folks, is subscribe on Android.com. So. Yeah. But it's, uh, and if you Google or listen, go, lower, go over there and look at that. Look at that little you know, 10, 11 pieces of lines of code there. You're welcome to take that and add that to the app that you're working on too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So we're, uh, so what's the next uh, event or conference or that you're going to? Do you have a plan for uh, any of that yet? I'm probably going, I'm not going to go to FinCon. I'm my, just looking at my schedule. I'm already, I'm already crushed. I'm, you know, just from a programming standpoint, I will be, we'll be able to do next week's show fine. And then the following week I am, um, going, uh, on travel. I'll be on the East coast. Lovely. Spending time in, uh, Manhattan and other places. And then the week of the first of October, actually. So on September 30th is international podcast day and, uh, lots of stuff going on that day. So we're going to have to look at our schedules, Rob, but, uh, that event's going to be going on at the same time. We're scheduled to do a show on the 30th, but so maybe we should do, uh, do, do a show for International Podcast Day live. Well, ask, <laughs> you know, reach out to those guys and see what they want to do. And uh, because I'm already scheduled to do a bunch of stuff over there, I don't want to ask for any personally ask for anything more. Oh, okay. uh, because I'm, All right. I'm doing the podcast awards. And I'm and, not signed up to do anything, right? I'm not signed up to do anything with okay. it right now. And then on, uh, I I leave uh, Sunday the first, and uh, I'm taking some personal time that week. And, uh, but, uh, so I will be out the entire week and, uh, I won't even be, we, we might be able to do a show. Yeah, we should be able to do a show, but I'll be remote on the 7th of October. Oh, so, so you're going to be in the, in the U S I'm not saying where I'm going to be, uh, but I'm going to be, really? uh, yeah, wow. yeah, but I will be available oh, to do a show on the 7th. Yeah. Those, those free family flight tickets that you can get uh, now. No, not no. coming in handy. No, this is nothing no. to do with that. So I'll just leave it at that. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Fair enough. But um, and then, yeah. So I think the uh, you know we're good for next Saturday, no problem. And then, okay. uh, but the following week, it'll have to be on the twenty fourth on the Sunday because I will be flying back on the 23rd. Okay. Uh, so it'll have to be a Sunday show on the 24th. But other than that, where are we at on time? We're okay on time. Uh, so. Yeah, I think we're, 
for we're done. For those of you that are in the uh, chat room, I posted the uh, link uh, to uh, what I was hinting at here about don't bite the hand that feeds you. Um, in in the show notes, and all I can say is, I I'm vindicated once again. Right. <laughs> Control your IP, folks. Control your intellectual property. Control your brand. Control your feed at all costs. So how did you get vindicated again, Todd? Uh, read the link that's in the Facebook post. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Or in the, uh, again, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Okay. Mysterious, Todd. Yeah, yeah, so everyone just goes to my Facebook page and go look at it. Everyone's going, what are you talking yeah. about? Let's see. Where, oh, did it get put in there? I thought I put it in. Did it not show up? Huh. I'll oh, it put did. It in there oh, again. it did. It did. It's in there. It, it, it did. Mike says, how is Apple making money on podcasts? They're not. Apple's not. They've never been... They've they've seen podcasting as it ends to sell iPhones. And yeah, it's, it's called uh, it's called platform lock in. Yeah, exactly. Yep, that's that's their business model. It, that's why it makes sense for Apple to have done this all these years. Um, but as you look at these other players like Google, and one of the problems that Microsoft had is that they they had a failing mobile platform. So, right. you know, that's that's why they're not in the game. Uh, but Google, Google's in a prime place to take advantage of this medium. Just don't take advantage of the podcasters. Be fair. And like I said, because if you're not fair, then they're going to, they're not going to be nice about how it's, how it all goes down. You're dealing with content creators. You're not dealing with, you know, it's just like YouTube. You're dealing with creators. You're not dealing with, you know, they are the GM. I mean, I, and I think largely YouTube has done a bad job of listening to creators. You know, I think they've done, in fact, it's the past year has been a, a case of this. You know, the YouTubers are scared to talk out about about YouTube because they they fe they fear the the repercussions. So there's this underlying current of you know panic uh, because people have not been allowed to freely say what they want to say. They've been cracking down on content. Um, it's, 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 mm -hmm. it's not a hundred, well, it's a free speech zone, but it's a free, free, uh, free speech zone with repercussions. And if you have, it doesn't matter if you have a multi-million number audience or not, you look at PewDiePie and what happened to him and some of those others. Now, it, you know, he brought some of that upon himself, but, uh, the same time that a lot of the content creators over there have been significantly hurt financially because of the the change in policy at YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, podcasters... Not always good news on that front. Yeah, will podcasters be, be able to continue to have, you know, maybe will they be censored over on some sort of offering over there? And we're not even talking about hate speech, you know. We're talking about some 
you know, obscure content. Yeah. It's, it's hard to say. Yeah. It's, those are all valid concerns. You know, if you start looking at that company more broadly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Sean. Yes, Rick. Yes, Mike. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. Those of you on the, on Facebook. What did they, what did they say? Vindication. I'm yes. Agreed. It. Don't let anyone take control oh, of your vindication. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah, it is what it is. So everyone, uh, thanks for being here. Um, we are right at an hour 30, even though we got started late. Everyone, thanks for, for hanging out with us today. And uh, we've been all over the map. I'd like to hear your guys' comments. Email us. And I got through yeah, a whole... It's, I been got, a, it's, it's been a little quiet on that front lately. Yeah, I got through this whole show without cussing. So, you know, that that's a, <laughs> it's a good point. I censored myself. I'm going to retain that one listener that was offended. Yeah, so I, I did slap myself for being off the cuff last show. So I'm, I'm back on track here. I'm on back on my meds. <laughs> Actually, I'm not. I don't take no meds. But anyway, you know what I'm yeah. referring to. But uh, make sure you subscribe to the show if you're not. Leave your comments on uh, anywhere that you can. Todd at Blueberry.com is my email address. And at Geek News is the Twitter account. Rob? Uh, Rob at uh, Rob Greenlee or Rob at Spreaker.com. Uh, uh, are great and then twitter at rob greenley as well and that's with two e's those are the be- best places to reach out to me and we definitely want to hear from you so let, let us know your thoughts on yeah. anything and and um and we'll we'll be sure to talk about it on the show and google if uh, you want us to come out just just you know I'm, my phone numbers are readily available or email give us a give us a holler we'll come and we'll give you a you know five year fulls so uh but uh, everyone else, thanks for yeah. being here and and uh, looking forward to getting that cash for those uh, that the consulting that we did here today, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take a little bit deeper dive to get yeah. that kind of cash. Right. What do you right. think? Yeah, I, I think a little <laughs> bit deeper. All right, everyone. Yeah. We'll see you next time here on the New Media Show. Everyone take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye.